Back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870 and on our Oakland Hard Jewelers Talk and Text Line, we have Glenn West, who covers the Fighting Tigers for Go247. Glenn, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Hey, guys, I'm doing great. How are you? Great. Glenn, uh, I know you've covered LSU a couple years, so to speak. Uh, There's never been expectations for an LSU baseball team like this one. I mean, it's through the charts. Uh, Everywhere I go, uh, it's. I don't hear too much about. Every once in a while, they throw out about you know how you think LSU will do football wise, but it's all about baseball. I mean, it is all about LSU baseball and expectations for Jay Johnson and his team is at as highest level it's been for in many many years. Yeah, it's ever been. I, I mean, I, I, I don't think, know about ever been, but it's I, it's at a real high peak. Yeah, uh, my, it's in contention for the top spot. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're through the roof this year. I mean, all you have to do is just look at the preseason polls, and uh, LSU is the consensus number one team. Uh, you know, they have multiple pitchers. I've been out at the scrimmages this uh, this spring, and multiple guys are, you know, throwing 95, 96, 97 miles an hour on the mound. Uh, they have about six or seven different players that I think they could really look to as potential starters of this team uh, and then you've got the star power with the you know the hitters and Dylan Cruz who's a potential number one overall pick you've got Trey Morgan back for a third year uh, you know a local New Orleans kid who's, who's really performed well since getting to LSU and uh, they got a lot of great veteran transfers in here as well and Tommy White who was a All-American last year he's going to be playing third base so they're, they are stacked at pretty much every spot on the field. And, uh, I mean, they're the, the only way they can go is down, I think, just with the kind yeah. of expectations they have on this season. You know, Glenn, that's what I was going to ask you. Uh, no, it's kind of like Omaha or Buzz, but you look uh, – come on, it's unbelievable, the SEC, and you look at the competition. Uh, look, LSU joined 11 other SEC, uh, uh, you know, teams, programs that are in the top 50 uh, – they won in the top uh, 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 six in the top ten. You can go on and on. And, yeah. uh, look, half of LSU's 56-game regular season schedule is against teams that are ranked in the preseason yeah. poll. So it's almost like the playoffs before the playoffs because it's going to be that highly competitive. And, you know, a, a lot of times, you know, you play a series. And I think, uh, I think you uh, take this take, uh, so to speak, that uh, can you win two out of three? You know, to sweep a top-notch opponent, that's hard to do. But that's what you want to be, controlling your destiny where you're at least winning two out of three. Yeah, absolutely. And, look, their schedule is set up this year to where it's going to be postseason baseball starting at the very beginning of SEC play. You're absolutely right about that. And it's going to be a good test for a team that has a lot of high expectations. You know, you want to be challenged uh, during the regular season. And one of the kind of mantras that's thrown up around here in Baton Rouge is just – you know, the, the the wheels are falling off the team if they lose one midweek game against the right, in-state right, yeah. you know. So right. uh, you got you to you gotta expect some bumps and bruises along the way. I mean, 56 games is a long schedule, and uh, they're going to be certainly uh, favored in most of the series, most of the matchups they play this year. Uh, but it's, it's, it's going to be a battle, and they've got to get through a, a pretty hefty gauntlet of, of SEC opponents. You know, uh, Glenn, what about, um, you know, I guess when you always have question marks, you're always looking for the, uh, the weak link considering all the depth. Uh, but it seems like uh, Coach Johnson and everyone, uh, they're pretty high on Jordan Thompson, uh, the shortstop where they're at. Because, you know, the middle infield and the competition they have at second base and you look at Jordan Thompson, 
it seems like uh, they kind of really excited about his development and where he's at going forward. Glenn, the other thing is we had Jay on last week, and he says, I'm working with him personally. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was a quick uh, – when Bob asked him, he was like, well, uh, guys, I'm going to tell you all, I'm working with him personally to help his defense out. So about halfway through the season last year, Jay Johnson started coaching the middle infielders because of some of those – uh, defensive issues that were going on with the team. And, uh, you know, Jordan Thompson was the guy who didn't want to make excuses, but he was very, very much pretty hurt uh, kind of at the start of last year. And so it did take him a couple months, I think, to start feeling like himself. And uh, towards the end of the season, he, he was dynamite uh, at, at shortstop. And he really started to regain his confidence. And that's really translated into this year as well in this off season. I mean, he's been – very consistent for LSU at shortstop. He's going to be the, the starting shortstop for this year, and I uh, don't really see anybody pushing him for that job. And so, you know, the, the next question is what happens at second base, and there's going to be a litany of guys that they run through at second. They got a transfer named Ben Nipple, who's played really well. Uh, Jack Merrifield is a uh, former LSU Eunice Juco transfer that has been here for a little while. Uh, he's actually a former Golden Glover uh, at second base, and so he's uh, he's he's got some defensive chops to him. And uh, Gavin Dugas is a guy who's been around the yep, program now for sure four or five years. He's going to be getting some looks there. Uh, he's finally starting to get healthy too, which is really good. He had some eye surgery back in November, and he's starting to get uh, back to 100. percent So there's going to be a lot of options in the middle infield, but you know I think Jordan Thompson is going to be very comfortable uh, as your everyday starter at short. Now, uh, Glenn, when you look at it, because uh, you know a lot of fans, uh, Tiger fans, who look at LSU like I don't know AAA baseball or a major league team, and uh, yep. you know talking about the middle infield, but also uh, pitching matchups. Uh, you know, yep. uh, how you trying to attack an opponent and uh, about left-handed pitching. You know, that's something uh, – when you look at the left-handed pitching, where do you think we're at right now? I was reading where uh, – what third-year sophomore, uh, what David Coleman could return to the mound this season yep. after having Tommy John surgery. But what's your take with the left-handed pitching? You might think, like, well, just pitch. No, it does yep. matter with matchups. Uh, you want to have that in your arsenal. Uh, not only sure. like stud right-handers, whatever, but those left-handed pitches also coming through. Yeah, so the the, the news that Javen Coleman might actually return was a, a pleasant surprise to us at Media Day. It didn't look like he was going to be ready to pitch this season coming off Tommy John surgery. Um, but Jay Johnson did say that he's going to start throwing, uh, you know, trying to get himself back into throwing shape and, and pitching shape by, uh, you know, in the next couple weeks. So, you know, the hope is that they'll have him at some point this season, and he'd be uh, an absolutely stellar arm to add to this group. Uh, they've got some really solid pitchers uh, from, from the left-handed uh, pitching situation. Nate Ackenhausen uh, is a sophomore who uh, I think is, is going to get some looks there. And then, of course, they have uh, Griffin Herring, who's a freshman, uh, who's coming in. He could be a part of the rotation. And then uh, Riley Cooper was a guy that they had last year uh, who pitched you know, pretty much every week and, and, and multiple games because he was pretty much the only reliable left-handed pitcher they had. So now having a couple guys that can uh, help spell him when they need to go to some left-handed pitching is going to help the staff tremendously. Uh, but they've got some really stellar uh, pitchers uh, on this staff, some right-handers. Uh, one freshman that's really stood out in recent weeks is uh, Chase Shores. He's, he was throwing 100 miles an hour uh, at, the, at the scrimmage this last weekend, and he, uh, he punched out you know everybody, Dylan Cruz, Tommy White, Trey Morgan, anybody you could think of. He was – 
on his game. And so he's going to be a guy that I think really gets a lot of playing time this year. And, uh, the, you know, uh, Glenn, staying on the pitching staff uh, and, and look at it. Uh, the right-handers, like, uh, you know, look at the transfer report on all that. Paul Skeens, projected first-rounder mm-hmm. in Major League uh, Draft. I was talking with T-Bob about this. And, uh, you know, we were saying, and uh, he said, Dad, I'm telling you. And uh, I don't know, uh, he might be BSing me, but he, he told me. He said, Dad, watch out for Thatcher Hurd. You look yeah. at Christian Lim and Vanderbilt and all that, but he said, Thatcher Hurd, he might end up being the best out of the bunch from UCLA. Yeah, he's, he's, he's amazing. As a true freshman last year, he pitched in about 34 innings before a back injury, knocked him out, and he had a 1.06 ERA, which for a starting pitcher is really, really good to, to get through those first several weeks there as a true freshman. Uh, he, he, he throws about 95 miles an hour. He's got some great uh, breaking balls to complement his fastball, and he's a guy that absolutely should be a part of the weekend rotation. I think uh, it would be a surprise if he isn't. Um, and he's already, I mean, you, you mentioned the transfer guys. He's one of the transfers that are just not only making an impact with the uh, with the program, but he's making an impact in the community. He's doing this really cool thing where, hundred percent of his proceeds uh, that he gets from NIL money are going to the uh, Baton Rouge food bank up here. Whoa. And so he's donating all of his money to the food bank up here and making sure that people, you know, have, have the requisite, you know, food for, uh, and, and they, they've already raised, I want to say several thousand dollars. So he's doing a, a tremendous job of acclimating to Baton Rouge and, uh, he he's going to be a very impressive one for the next couple of seasons. Glenn, uh, I had to laugh uh, this morning. I, I saw your article about uh, Womack, and uh, last night when I got back yeah. home, uh, I got I had I had something sent to me two days ago. I forgot to respond back, so they said, "Mike, you got to do it now." We we real quick with it. Said, "Give me a freshman on defense you think can have an impact on LSU's football team," and it was easy for me. Deshaun Womack. I think he's the guy. And then I, I woke up this morning, I'm sort of looking through things mid-morning, and I see you got an article that's basically yeah. pretty similar to what I had wrote the night before. So we both sort of thinking the same thing on Deshaun Womack, who I think has a chance, as a, ch- as a true freshman, to get in and see significant playing time. Yeah, I mean, in recent years, I mean, you go back and you look at Derek Stingley, you look at Elias Ricks, you look at Harold Perkins last year. LSU's always had a freshman. Or two one, freshmen. That one guy. Yeah, yeah, the one guy on defense that really comes in and steps up and is making a big impact for the program right out of the gates. And you look around LSU's defense and, you know, the one hole that I think is going to be really up for competition this year is going to be at edge rusher and uh, I think Deshaun Womack is a guy, you know, he's about 6'5", 6'6", 240, 245, around there. He's going to come in and he's going to get a lot of looks in the spring because he's already on campus. He's already in the weight program, uh, the nutrition program. So the coaching staff's already getting looks at him. And so uh, I, I would expect him to absolutely be a name uh, that, that you could you could absolutely pencil in as a potential, you know, all-conference, you know, freshman kind of player because he's got the talent. The other guy, too, he's, he's not a true freshman, but he didn't see a lot of playing time, Quincy Wiggins. Mm-hmm. I think Quincy's one of those guys. He got unbelievable talent. He sort of grew up on the bayou for most of his life, and then family situation, he moved to Baton Rouge. But, man, to watch him, talk about athletic, uh, he's yeah. got it off the charts, and he's got a wingspan 
Um, you know, I've measured a lot of guys when they, they spread those wings out like a big condor. Nothing like Wiggins. Man, man yeah, no, he has got yeah. he is he'd be a great basketball player, Glenn. I'm telling you, be a great one. Yeah. Wingspan of an eagle, right? Yep. So yeah, he's he's another one of those guys that's about, you know, six four, six five and you know, we asked him a bunch. Uh, we asked Coach Kelly last year a bunch about just some of the freshmen that maybe weren't getting a ton of playing time, but that he saw making strides. And, and Quincy Wiggins was a name that co- popped up uh, numerous times towards the end of the year. Uh, you saw him get a couple reps in the bowl game. Uh, I think he's going to really take off this year. I think they need that help uh, on the edge. He's a guy that I think you can be versatile with. Uh, and if he, you know, if he starts to really, you know, kind of come into his own, I think this defensive line, you know, when you talk about, you know, Mason Smith and Makai Wingo holding up the interior, and then guys with so much potential like Wiggins and Womack on the outside, it could absolutely be a strength of this defense next year. Glenn, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon, man. We really appreciate it. <laughs> it Tiger talk never ends, brother. If it's uh, but this no. baseball talk, and now Kim Mulkey and what she's doing in oh. that game Sunday well, against Super Bowl, South Carolina. Super Bowl Sunday. It's wow. early enough at one o'clock. I think a lot of people's going to be tuning in. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Glenn. Great. All right, thanks, guys. All right, All right. Glenn West from Go Two Four Seven covers that, does a great job covering and, the LSU. And Mike, Tigers. as we go on a break, I'm telling you, I think we might because expectation they, they get off to a fast start. Mike, it might be the highest baseball attendance ever. Everyone's going to want to be in that number. If they're winning and don't let down, you know, people, Mike, from the get-go, watch when all said and done. And a lot of these a college baseball atmosphere might not be better in history of baseball that you're going to have at LSU because of the expectations. Also, to who you playing, Arkansas. No, Auburn, it, it's like Texas A&M. It's like playoff series. Uh, Mississippi State, Ole Miss. Week in, week out. It's, it's unbelievable. It really no, is. And I the stack. thing is that you know fans have to realize you do lose baseball games. Yep. Don't get upset about a midweek uh, loss. And, and can you win in those weekend series? Can you win two out of three? You don't have to sweep them. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.